You're listening to a podcast from Victory. God causes people to be salt and light by making a positive impact in our communities. Learn more about this truth in week two of our series, Redefined. So for the next 16 weeks, this is the second part of the 16-week series, we're looking at that particular teaching or preaching that Jesus said for His disciples. Now, uh, interestingly, when Jesus came here and we started preaching, when he started healing, when he started doing signs and wonders, a huge crowd suddenly followed him. All of a sudden, mukasyang overnight success. And along with that, Jesus was unfazed. Even though maraming crowds o maraming tao yung sumusunod sa kanya, he chose to focus on his disciples. He chose to focus on His disciples and He was teaching them. He was redefining what it means to follow Him. He was redefining what it means to be a Christian. Now, as you know, when we say Christian, we're not, uh, it's more than a religion, right? We're not talking about the religion. When we say Christian, it's more than the religion, it's a relationship. Now, I guess most of us here, we we agree with that. Most of us here, we agree that being a Christian is more than having a religion. It's a relationship with God. But the problem is, sometimes we stop with that idea. Natatapos do sa pagkakaroon ng personal relationship lang with God. You see, being a Christian is more than having a personal relationship with God. When Jesus came here to die on the cross and resurrect from the dead. He came here not just to save you and me. He came here to transform the whole world, the society, the civilization. So you see the problem? Pag nakafocus lang sa personal relationship with God, ang nangyayari, walk lang natin kay God. And Jesus was redefining that. He says that not only do you have a relationship with me, that's true, but you, if we are a Christian, we are also part of His kingdom, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. And like any other kingdom, it has its own set of rules or laws. Kung meron po sa inyo dito na may dual citizenship, you know, for example, Filipino citizen ka, and if you go, example, to, let's say, states, you have to follow the law of the land in states. We can't just say na, eh, sa Pilipinas, ganito kasi. So Jesus was redefining for His followers and His disciples and the crowds what it means to be a Christian. You have a relationship with me, that's good. But not only that, you are part of a kingdom. You have a, you have a king, that's me, King Jesus. What does it mean to have a king? What does it mean to have me as a king? And what should be our influence in our world? That's what we're going to talk about today. Matthew 5, verses 13 to 16. It says here, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Jesus addressed this message to His disciples, particularly to His 12 disciples, His core team, 
his leadership team. Now, if, if you were Jesus, you were tasked to deliver the greatest message in the world, and you are tasked to build a team, bubo ka ng team mo, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree with me, kung bubo ka na rin ng team, gusto mo na yung malakas. You want the best team. Kung sa basketball, kukuni mo na lahat ng mga star players. Building a, no? <laughs> no, building a team. Okay. May pumalag kasi. You're trying to build a team. So here was Jesus, he was building a team. And instead of getting the high ups, yung mga nasa taas, he took ordinary, uneducated, mostly poor, not influential people. In fact, the moment I said 12 disciples, the first picture that comes into our mind are the pictures that na nakikita natin sa movie. Bearded, heavily bearded, matanda, bald, medyo parang mas, uh, mas matanda kay Jesus. But you know what? Interestingly, although it's not obvious in the Bible, some scholars say that it is highly probable that Jesus' disciples, their age bracket, would fall somewhere around 15 years old to maybe 30 years old. Imagine that. Somewhere there. In short, ang babata po ng disciples si Jesus. Most probably, the oldest of the group, probably Peter. Kasi siya lang yung married. At siya lang yung nagbayad ng tax ng last time. Or maybe Matthew. Because he was employed as a tax collector. Some say the youngest, the youngest disciple was John. Kaya nga beloved. Parang bunso ng grupo. So imagine with me, Jesus' leadership team, young people, with no background, no experience, uneducated, poor, with no influence. And here, here he was, or they were, gathered around Jesus, and Jesus told them, you guys are going to change the world. You guys are the salt and light of the world. You are going to have authority to help me usher the kingdom of God. Kung kayo yung mga disciples, what, were you th- what would you think? Power? Jesus, we don't have power. We're young nga eh. I don't even have my own work or my own money. Power that's attributed to the Roman Empire. The prevailing government at that time who abused them as a Jew. Influence? religious influence, that's reserved for the Pharisees, Sadducees, yung mga holy. We're not like that. We're ordinary, young, unexperienced people. That's the, the leadership team of Jesus. But guess what Jesus did? He still pushed through and said, no, you don't understand. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the world. That's why for the next couple of minutes, we are, we are going to focus okay, on these words. Jesus said to them, no, you, you missed the point. You're saying you're not qualified. You're missing the point. You are the salt of the world. You are the light of the world. Let's look at these couple of words. First word is the word, you. Can you tell the person next to you, ikaw? You. When, we, when I say you, usually it's just one person, right? Like, ikaw Nikki or ikaw Joma, or ikaw Jay. It's like, ako. And, in all honesty, changing the world, if it's just you, isn't it burdensome? The world outside now has lots of problems, corruptions, it's dark, 
And to say, babaguhin ko yung mundo, kailangan mag-isa ako, it's burdensome. That's the reason sometimes why we're not, uh, some of us, we're not doing anything kasi ang daming problema sa mundo, may magagawa ba itong maliit kong contribute. But, if you study the, the Greek word of you, the you here is not a singular, it's a plural. It means you, 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 collectively all of us, if we come together, we can make an impact. That removes the burden from just one person. We are all here, and I think you would agree, we are all here, we want to see the world a better place. Good news. You alone, that's not on your shoulders. It's collectively in all of us. You. Next word is the word are. You are. Not you will be. Not you shall be. Not you should be. You are. In fact, the Greek word is to be. You are now to be the salt of the world. Ibig sabihin, ngayon. Gagamitin ka ni God, ngayon. God's going to use you and me, wherever we are, whatever circumstances that we have. You are. I've been talking to people when I tell them, you're gonna, you're gonna change the world. You are a leader. You're going to make an impact. You know, sometimes what, what I hear, their reply would be, hindi pa ako ready. I'm not yet ready. I still have an issue with God. I'm still not okay with God. Granted that those things are valid, but let me ask this question. When will you be ready? When will you not have an issue? And are you doing something with that issue with God? Because again, going back to the mindset before, kung personal relationship lang yan kay God, edi hindi tayo gagalaw kasi may issue pa tayo. A kingdom mindset Christian, the kind that Jesus was trying to build, is may issue ako, alam ni God, tinatrabaho namin, and I want this to be dealt with so that God can use me as soon as possible. Because you are. The nice thing is this. Whatever you have right now, whatever our insecurities are, whatever our faults are, God can still use you for His glory. That's why it's so crucial. Side note. This is side note. That's why Victory Group is so crucial. Almost every week we'll try, we've been saying this. In a Victory Group, it's not... Just a Bible study. And yes, we do study the Bible. But more than that, actually. We look, to, we look at it and how can we apply this in our lives? It's more than a care group. It's not that we don't care. We do. Kaya lang pag care, oh, your relationship mo kay God. No, we, we care enough to propel all of us here to fulfill our purposes. It's not just an accountability group. Although we are holding each other accountable. But it's more of like, are we walking with the Lord? Are we making disciples? Is, are you fulfilling your destiny now? Kasi sabi sa word, you are. Not you will be. Not you should be. It's a present tense event. What, what this also means is that wherever you are now, whatever your field in industry is, some of you, you're, you're in the business field. God's, God can use you now where you are Exactly right now. An employee, an employer, a media personality, government, business, science, medical field, wherever you are, God can use you now. 
And you are the salt and light of the world through the platform that you have. That's why the application of the message, walang one application. It depends on where you are. It depends on what platform you have. How can I use my business? My, how can I as a housewife, how can I as an employee or an employer, a teacher, how can I use what I have right now to be a salt and light of the world? You are. Next word is the word the. Hindi the, okay? The. It connotes the one. Like, it, it's, it's, it's a unique one. Like, you are the salt. Not, you are one of the salt. What Jesus was saying here is this. You are option A. You are plan A. Homong here in this room, you are, a pla- you are planners. Mahilig magplano. Homong here, you don't want to plan kasi hindi natutupad. <laughs> I am a drawing. Okay? I'm a planner. For my sanity, I want, pla- I want to have a plan B to my plan A. Plan A, plan B, plan C. I, I, I get nervous when I don't have plan B. Now imagine this. The most important thing in the world, the gospel of Jesus Christ. He entrusts it to plan A, which is fallible, sinful, inexperienced disciples. That's my plan A. If you are the disciples, you're like, okay, thank you, Lord, for plan A. Lord, what's your plan B? Use the angels. Okay, what's your plan B, Lord? Oh, my plan B is this. Use infallible, inexperienced, sinful disciples. What's plan C, Lord? Use, in, use fallible, okay, sinful, inexperienced disciples. What I'm trying to say is this. There's no plan B. God's only plan to redeem the whole world. The conduits of the gospel of Jesus Christ is through the church. You and me. The people. You and I are plan A. You are the first option. And this one is comforting. You want to know why? Because for most of us here, you and I, we grew up not being the first option. You and I grew up not being plan A. You and I grew up not being the brightest in the class. You and I grew up not being the most influential in the class. Maybe somewhere there. Yung tipong pag may math quiz B, malamang hindi ikaw yung napapadala. Pag may Mr. and Miss sa school mo, baka hindi ikaw yung kasali. Most of us, we're like that. We're not the first one. We're not plan A. We're not the first option. My, my wife is handling a victory group night now, a student. And she's very happy. Ate, top nine ako. Ay, grabe, galing mo naman. Oh, balita ko sa ganitong school ka. Ilan pala kayo dyan sa, sa class nyo? Nine po, nine. <laughs> Kaya naman pala top nine. Sabi na lang yan, well, at least, lagi kang top ten, di ba? <laughs> My point here is this. For most of us, you and I were not the first option. And sometimes that makes us insecure. Hindi kasi ako kasing ganda, guapo, galing, yaman, influential nung taong yun. Guess what? In the kingdom of God, you are option one. In the kingdom of God, you are plan A. Sabihin mo sa katabi mo, hindi ka tira-tira. You are plan A. Imagine that. 
that boosts us up. Wow, Lord, you, can, you entrust me with this? I am your first option? I am your only option? Wow, you are the salt of the world. The next word that we can see here is the word salt. Now, when I say salt, for some of us here, inisip natin, um, bawal yan, yan yung kailangan ko daw bawasan, sabi ng doktor. <laughs> Para sa BP ko. <laughs> salt. For us, it has a negative term right now. But during their time, salt was one of the valuable things that a person should have. Why? Because right now, example, when you go home, okay, and you cook your food, tapos hindi na ubus yung pagkain, what do we do? We have the luxury to put our food in the ref. But during their time, imagine this. Nagpakahirap sila na isang buong araw para kumuha ng pagkain, magluto. And then when they don't really consume all of it, they have no ref. And it spoils so easily. It decays. Napapanis. So what do they do? They put salt around it. To slow down. To prevent the decaying process. Jesus was saying that you are the salt. What that means is this. You and I are called to go there, out there, and preserve this decaying, dying culture. To oppose darkness. To oppose corruption. Salt is for preserving and flavoring as well. It brings out the flavor. It makes, things, it makes the food more, more savory. And Imagine this, if you are in your job, house, campus, as salt of, of the world, imagine what impact you would do. Yung masarap pagsabing, masarap siguro magkaroon ng kaibigan na Christian. Now, imagine if you went to a, a fast food chain, nag-order ka ng french fries, no? Tapos medyo walang lasa, example, yan. What you usually do is ask for salt. Now, dahil sa Pilipinas tayo, I have, I have close, okay, to our French fries version, which is manga. Okay? Sige, kahit isa lang, isang cup lang. Okay? So, we have here one, ano ba to? Ripe ba to? Okay. <laughs> Mango. And we have salt. So, imagine this. Sino sa inyo mahili kayo sa manga na may asin? Yan. Actually, in fairness, na miss ko siya, no? Tikman ko nga. Ay, hindi mo siya ganun kaasim, no? But imagine this, you have salt. I, gusto ko itong maging mas maalat. Gusto ko magkalasa. What do I do? I have salt, ah. I just eat. And don't put salt. If you just keep on eating and not put salt, magkakalasa ba itong manga? No. It has to be put there. What I'm trying to say is this. If we want the salt to do its work, it needs to be poured in there close enough to influence the food. If we as Christians, we want to make an impact, we can't do it from a distance. We need to be there. We need to have contact if we want to make an impact. That's what salt is. Imagine, when we're going out there, we're going out there head on. To fight corruption, wrong mindsets and ideologies. To preserve this decaying culture that we have. I've been talking to, uh, I have here a couple of pictures later I'll show you. Some of the students and man the stories of the things that, they, that 
the teachers, admin, and their friends are sharing in the campus. Sometimes they have no choice because that's what their teachers are trying to pound in their minds to accept. With no discrimination or whatsoever. But right now, there's a prevailing rise of atheism, agnosticism, gender fluidity, LGBTQ, with no bashing on anyone. But my question is this, where are the salt of the world? These students go out there, do their life groups, one-to-one, God tests, not in church, outside church with unbelieving students and people. When I do sometimes my life group, do sila nagmumurahan sa harap ko. Ganun talaga eh. This is the world that we live in. But for them to be changed, someone needs to be there, get their hands dirty and get involved. That's what Jesus did. He got his hands dirty, actually bloody. Imagine that. The world right now offers what we are offering or trying is trying to offer what we're offering. Meron pong, meron pong kahawig yung salt na minsan nagkakamali rin pa tayo ng lagay sa nililuto natin. Okay? And that's sugar, right? White. Bawal din po. <laughs> Masyado. Sino po sa inyo mahilig sa sugar? Lalo na pag depressed? Okay? Nakakarami ng sugar. Masarap siya eh. But you cannot use sugar as a preservative. Sugar actually quickens the decaying process. Kasi bacteria eats sugar. So again, going back to my question, the world outside is trying to put ideologies. They're very noisy with what they're fighting for, what they're standing on. The question is, where is the salt of the world? Where are we? It's time to use whatever you have to make an impact there. Next word that we, could, we should look at is the word light. Light in the Bible means beauty, glory, truth, and whatever is good. That's light. And if you look at it, if you turn on the light of your room, the light's quality is always going out. Wala po kayong nakita na pag on ng bumbilya nyo, hindi lumiwanag, naspundido, no? Yung ilaw niya, yung medyo ganun lang. It always goes out. It is dynamic. What Jesus was saying is this, for us to be salt and light of the world, there's an aspect of us going out. There's an aspect of us moving out. Now, a lot of people say, and I've heard this time and time again, if God is a God who is good and He is a God of light, why is it that there is still evil and darkness outside? Have you ever asked that question? If God is good and He's a God of light, why is still there darkness and why is there evil outside? Hey, I'll keep on hearing this. Here's the thing. I asked my physicist friend, who just finished his master's degree. Nox. Physics, master's, nosebleed. Okay? And I asked him this question like about light. Are, are they like forces? Like the dark side, saka the light side. Diba? Are they forces uh, in war against the other? May time ba na natatalo talaga yung light? And if so, paano siya natatalo ng darkness and all? Surprisingly, what he said, scientifically, there is no Darkness. It's non-existent. Ibig sa space, it's just space. And darkness is the absence of light in science. But if we go to reality right now, there is darkness. Why? Because there's evil. There's sin. There's the devil trying to destroy God's purposes. 
But who among you here you believe? And who among you here you appreciate? The weather in science or in reality, the light of God will shine forth. Who among you here you believe that the light of God is able to penetrate through the darkness? That's the God that we serve. That's why it says in First Corinthians, Second Corinthians rather, 4 verses 4 to 6, it says here, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. It's not our burden to force light to come out of our bodies. Una, that's weird. And pangalawa, that's unbiblical. If you read the Bible, the moment you become a Christian... The moment you and I receive Jesus and the Holy Spirit lives in us, that is the source of our light. We don't have to force it. It says here that God was the one who gives light to us. And He is also the one who is able to give light to the darkness outside. All we have to do is to shine our light. And later, I'll tell you how. The good news is this. Even though there's darkness outside, it doesn't end with that. In fact, I love this verse from John 1, verses 4 to 5. It says here, In Him, that's Jesus, in Jesus was life. And the life was the light of the men, light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. Darkness has not overcome it. Light shines through the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. Homong here, you're glad that you are part of the kingdom of light. That darkness cannot overcome it. That in the presence of God, it's as if darkness doesn't exist. Because that's how bright, that's how majestic, that's how glorious God is. Light shines in the darkness. That's why we pray and we ask, God, I pray that this world will see how bright you are. Lord, I pray that this world, my family, my company, my school would see how bright and how radiant you are. It says in Matthew 5, 14 to 15, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. I want to highlight the word, the word city. City. Nakakita na po kayo ng city na isa lang nakatira? Nakita na po ba tayo ng city na isa lang ang bahay? San Juan City, tas isang bahay lang. No, a city has houses in it. A city has buildings in it. Has people in it. What is Jesus trying to say here? If you and I want to shine our lights effectively, we need to do it as a city. As a community. Collectively together. A city shining None of us here, when we shine a light, tinatakpan natin. When we shine a light, we want it to be seen. Hindi ka nag-on ng flashlight pag brown out, tapos tatago mo yung flashlight mo. <laughs> That's crazy. You turn on your flashlight and let the light shine in the darkness. Jesus was saying that as well. You have the light in your hearts. It's crazy to try to cover it up. What He's telling us to do is to let our lights shine. 
And how do we do that? It says in the next verse, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We shine our light when we use what God gave us. We shine our lights through our words. We shine our lights through our actions. How we do things. I appreciate, I think I mentioned this already last time during uh, Campus Sunday. But remember when we did Brigada Escuela, doors of campuses were open. In Ian Campus Antipolo, what they did was they renovated a whole garden in that school. And when they did this, not for walang, walang strings attached, they, they just want to serve the campus. You know what happened? The principal were, was just so amazed. They opened the campus and now we're doing a work there in, in Campus Antipolo. Locally in our place, when we started doing this, principals and campuses started opening up. Wow, kami pa nagsasabing, pwede po bang August kami pumunta dyan? Another one is one of our campus missionaries is part of a council uh, in one of us campuses here in Boni Salano, she's part of a council along with other uh, uh, generals, officials of the government, trying to think of a way how to improve this campus. That's being a salt and light in where God assigned us. Another story about salt and light that I remember, uh, as you know, in every nation, we are sending out missionaries to different nations to preach the gospel. But we also are sending missionaries to different uh, people group in the Philippines. And we all know what happened, of course, to Marawi, right? How our Muslim brothers got affected. And some of them were forced to leave their cities. And some of them were forced to evacuate to some nearby cities like Iligan. When our team heard about this, they were so moved. They just cared about our brothers. So they went to Iligan and try to look for ways on how they could help. But of course, they knew that there is this wall. Na Muslim sila, Christian tayo. And there's this wall. Sometimes unnecessary wall. They were aware of that. So what, they, what he did was that he made the tarp. A big tarp that says, We are Christians. We love Muslims. When he went there, the Datu was surprised. He was shocked. Okay, that's why okay, when he posted it in his social media, he said, this person came in with this banner, we are Christians, we love Muslims, and I was shocked. I really appreciate them. He helped us with our aid there, and we managed to serve our brothers through medical mission. We got to pray for them. I think around also, we got an opportunity to preach the gospel. Around 30 people, gave, more than 30 people gave their lives to Christ. But more than that, it's us saying, hey, we care for you. We want you to feel the love of God. As Christians, we are called to be the salt and light of the earth. And last word is the word, word, earth, the word earth. Heaven doesn't need salt. Heaven doesn't need light. Heaven's perfect. Heaven's glorious. Heaven's amazing. Our world, it's dark. It's gloomy. It's depressing. It's unfair. It's corrupted. It's evil. But the good news is this. As citizens of the kingdom of God, He is telling us to light 
our lights here on earth and to be the salt and light of this earth. And this is such a relief for us. That means if you are a businessman, if you are a teacher, a media personality, a student, a housewife, you are an employee, an employer, whatever you are, wherever you are, whatever you do, as long as you and I know that we, what we have, we can use it for the glory of God, every time we do that, Every time we use what we have to glorify God, what we are basically saying is we are doing something that's once in a lifetime. We are making an impact. We're making significance. That's why I want to encourage all of us here. What do you have? And how could that be an instrument for you to be a salt and light of the earth? Can we bow down our heads and pray? Father, I pray right now, that you would speak to all of us here. Lord, I pray that you would remove any doubts and fears in our hearts. Can you just pray to God and ask sorry for the times that we have not obeyed Him when He is telling you to use your influence or whatever you have? Can you talk to God right now and just say, Lord, I'm sorry for not being courageous. Lord, we're sorry. Lord, we're sorry for not stepping out in faith. Lord, thank you. Because whatever we have right now, finances, connections, talents, giftings, trainings, family background, whatever we have right now, all of it came from you. And Lord, I pray that you would grant us the grace to use what came from you to glorify you. Can we put our hands in our heads? Lord, I pray that you would give us a creative mind on how to use the talents, the resources you gave us. I pray, Father God, that you would grant us creativity. If you are an artist here, ask God, Lord, inspire me so that my work, my craft would glorify you. Lord, I pray that you would sanctify and clean our minds so that we would know what you want us to do. Can we put our hands in our heart? Lord, give us a burden for the dark, corrupted world that we live in. Give us a burden to not back away, but give us the courage to move forward, to be salt and light of the earth. Lord, we want you to use us on this earth because there's no other time to do it. Thank you, God. Can we all stand up right now? Let me, let me just bless you, even as we end. Can we, can we all just stretch out our hands? Lord, bless our hands. I pray that doors of opportunities would just open. Even right now, I declare, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May He make His face shine upon you and be gracious to all of us and give us peace. Lord, I pray that you would just amaze us and surprise us by the opportunities that we will receive this week. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph resources podcast.